Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue studying the prophet Ezekiel and we go on to Ezekiel 41. Ezekiel, the Navi Yechezkel, is still discussing his vision of his walk through the Beit HaMikdash, his walk through the third temple that God is showing him through this third temple. God brought him to Jerusalem and started showing him through the building and he's been vividly describing the images that he sees as he walks from room to room. I have been comparing Ezekiel to a mystic who uses the image of castles and rooms in order to go from room to room, each one within which he or she achieves a closer level to God, achieves um, a, a accomplishments as he gets higher and higher towards the highest levels of heaven. Um, and we are following Ezekiel as he goes through this process and as he describes the third temple in this way. This is the approach that I've been using because we get the impression that he's not actually giving us instructions for building because even though there's a lot of measurements, if you look at these measurements carefully, you start to see that they don't really make sense. They don't work as a as a um, as an architectural guide, but you get the, a lot of a lot of uh, the idea that you're ascending in levels of holiness. You're ascending in levels. You're bringing in. He's he's including only people who are b'nai tzadok, people that have tzidkut righteousness. Those are the only priests that are there. He's getting rid of chatat. He's getting rid of sin. He's getting rid of the. Uh, the 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 uh, olot that are brought, the sacrifices that are burnt on the on the temple, because one has to rid themselves of his impurities and wash them and rinse them of his impurities. These are images that we had last time. Today he's getting closer and closer towards the holy of holies, and he is being led by this malach, by this angel, who the angel who shines like copper, who is showing him around and showing him the measurements of the building. Today we're going to see some images, images from which Yechazkel Ezekiel is going to uh, learn some lessons about approaching God and at how we get closer to God. So let's see, Vayevi'eni, this is verse 1 in chapter 41, Vayevi'eni and God brought me into the Heichel, over here it's actually not God, it's actually the angel led me into the Heichel. Now the Heichel is the inner holy part of the temple. So he, he went from the ulam, which is the vestibule that leads into the heichal. Inside the heichal is where the, the, the bread, the shulchan, where the showbread and the menorah the, that was lit, and the uh, small altar for incense, the golden altar for incense was in place, and it is immediately before the Kodesh HaKodashim, the Holy of Holies, within which is the Holy Ark. So Vayamad et, he brought me into the heichal, Vayamad et ha'elim, and he measured out the the um, elim uh, the supports sheish amot rochav mipo six amot six cubits wide here v'sheish amot rochav mipo rochav ohel and six cubits wide there was the width of the ohel the ohel is also called the tent because in the tabernacle this was a tent it was the ohel moed v'rochav apetach eser amos the width of the doorway was ten Cubits Vikisvota Pesach and the shoulders at the sides of the doorway were Khamesha Mot Mipov Khamesha Mot Mipo five um kibits here and five there. Bayamarokar Bayam of Rochavesar Mama and the entire echol was forty uh, cubits long and twenty cubits wide. Ubalif Nima, here's the key, and he 
brought me into the inner room. Bayamut from presumably from the ulam into he showed it to me before now he brought me inside. So Ichaskal is himself ascending this level. Bayamar el Petzach Shtahim Amos, the Apetach Shesh Amos Vrochaba Petach Sheva Amos. And he measured the the supports of the door or the jam of the door uh, was two cubits and the doorway was six cubits. Um and the width was seven cubits. Vayomar et arko, and he measured its length, was esrimama, 20, v'rochav esrimama, p'nei ha'echal, and it was 20 wide along the the face of the hechal, of the holy section. Vayomar elai, and he said to me, zekodashakadashim, over here, this part, this is where the holy of holies lies. So he's almost into the inner, inner room. Vayomar kira bayat sheshamot, and he measured out, the wall was six amot, thick, I'm sorry, six amot tall, and the width of the wall was four amot surrounding the entire building. And the side chambers, one above the other, were shaloshushloshim. There were 33 chambers, presumably in the walls. All around, they were one after another, they were, they were projections like holes into the wall um, so that they were designed to support and hold up the wall but they wanted those supports to be within the wall as opposed to within the house so um, now we're about to read verse 7 Virachva vinasva lemala lemala latzalaot, the uh, winding passageway of the chambers on the side of the building uh, got wider as it went higher and higher along the sides of the building. Kimusav habayet lemala lemala saviv saviv labayet, because there was a because um, the building itself got wider and wider as you went around the building. Alkain rochav labayet lemala. Therefore, um, uh, the the width of the house on top v'chena yala alha aliona latichona. It was this how you went from the bottom to the top through the middle um, by walking up these these passageways. V'ra'isi. Is, you know, I know this sounds a little confusing, but I mean, there are books that have tried to study and work through each and every one and draw diagrams and imagine what exactly it is that he's saying. But I think it's more important for us to just imagine ourselves being led through this building and all these passageways and hallways and, 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 and so on and so forth. And just imagine that this is an ascent getting closer and closer to to reaching God, where the rest of the world is outside, is more outside, is more outside, separating oneself from the distractions and difficulties of the world around as one goes deeper and deeper inside until one reaches God. Very easy, this is verse 8, Labayet gova saviv saviv, mustos hatzlaos. I saw uh, that it was surrounded by a, a raised up um, pavement, meloha kone. Sheshamut Atzila, which was um, the uh, foundations of the chambers on the side were elevated about uh, six amot, six cubits was its height. Rochav Hakira Sher Atzila, the width of this pavement, 
um, which was on the side, El Achutz, on the outside, was five amot, chamesh amot, v'ashemunach beitatzlaot asher labayit. Uvein alishachot, and between the chambers, rochav esrim amot, saviv labayit, saviv saviv, was a width of 20 amot all around the house. Upetach atzela, and the entrance to this uh, side chamber, la munach, which um, was for that platform where one could walk, Pesach echad derech tafon. One entryway was facing the north of Pesach echad adarom, and one towards the south. V'rochav mekom hamunach, and the um, width of the place where one could walk is chamesh amot saviv saviv was five cubits all around. Now v'habinyan asher al pnei hagizra, and the structure, the building which is in front of the empty space. It's interesting this word gizra. I I compared it to. The Eretz Kizera, the empty space where the uh, scapegoat was brought. And in Ezekiel, interestingly, on Yom Kippur, he uses that same language of Gizra to refer to empty space. So within this building, there's, there's these buildings and rooms and stairways. And very soon we'll see the decorations and stuff. But also there was Gizra, empty space, which he's using the same term. And remember, this was occurring on Yom Kippur. I think there's some significance to that. The significance of the empty space. Pe'at derech hayom, which was on the western side in the corner, rochav shivim amma, it was 70 amot wide, v'kir habinyan, and the um, wall of the building was chamesh amot rochav saviv saviv, yorkoti shemama, it was 90 amot long, and it was all around 5 amot wide. Umadadat habayet orach me'ama, and he measured the entire uh, length of the, the of the temple was 100 Amot v'hagizra in the empty area v'habinya in the built area v'kiyotza on the walls oroch me'ama were also a hundred cubits v'rochav pnei abayit v'hagizra l'akadem me'ama and the width of the front of the house and the empty area facing the east was also a hundred amot umadad oroch habinya and now he measured the length of the building al pnei hagizra asher alacharel mipom mipom me'ama from each side a hundred cubits v'hechal apnimi and the inner temple of the Ulamea Chatzar and the vestibules of the courtyard. Hasipim v'hachalonim ha'atumot, the uh, thresholds and the windows that were closed, v'ha'atikim and the ledges, saviv l'shlashtam, that were around them, neged hasaf, sechif eitz, saviv, saviv, were overlaid with wood all around um, and the land up to the and from the ground up to the windows and the windows themselves were covered presumably also with wood extending above the door all the way to the inner house and outside and the entire wall all around on the inside and on the outside midos were all a pattern of measurements so these are the measurements. In verse 18, which we're about to read, we're going to read a little bit about some of the images, and we're going to learn some interesting lessons from these images. Now, what was this pattern? What was this pattern that he saw all over the walls? And this is going to be very telling. The asui kiruvim vitimorim. The pattern was made, the pattern over all these walls was made out of kiruvim, cherubs, 
um, the timorim and palm trees, date palm trees. The timorab and krov lekrov. There was a cherub and then a palm tree, and a cherub and then a palm tree. Ushnayim panim lakrov, and each one of the cherubs had two faces. We know that the cherubs above the Aron, above the holy ark, were a pair of two. So it makes sense that the cherubs would have two faces, and then between each was a palm tree. It is. There's a lot of symbolism about a cherub, what it means, what it demonstrates, and a lot of symbolism about a palm tree. I'm going to go out on a limb, pun not intended, and explain that a cherub, the image of a cherub is the image of a child, the image of innocence. An innocent child is, is an innocent human being. Human beings can relate to God on a level of innocence. In other words, a person who is just, is just good, sweet and good, like a child. In a typical situation, hopefully a child is living in a, a loving family. The child has not yet suffered the um, stresses and difficulties of, of the real world yet. And the child has this innocent love, and everyone loves the child because the child... And this is one relationship that the people of Israel have and the people of the world in general have with God. A relationship on a level of innocence. A relationship on, you know... We're just deep down perfect, beautiful people. However, then we go through life, the harsh life. A tamar, a date palm, also is an image with a lot of meaning. But when we think, one of the most important places we find is in Psalms where it says, Tzadik HaTamar Yifrach, a righteous man blossoms like a date palm. What does it mean to blossom like a date palm? A date palm is a tree that grows in a harsh, dry environment. It can be in a desert. It can be in a difficult, hot environment. But it also gives fruit to a person in the desert, sweet, delicious, moist fruit in the harshest of environments. The date palm represents the, the growth, the, katamar, the tzaddik katamar yifrach, how a righteous person can go through the trials and tribulations and difficulties of life and still be a tzaddik and still grow tall like a tree and give beautiful fruit. That's the opposite level. So there's the innocence with, when, with which we relate to God and with which we can create love with God, to God and to each other. But then there's the one, the, the difficulties that we go through. And, but we remain faithful, we remain solid, and we grow despite them. This is the image, the flipping image between a crew of a cherub and a date palm. The innocence versus the, the, um, the one who has made it through trials and tribulations. And then on the date palm, there's also two faces. And these are the two faces that one has during when one achieves that level of growing through difficulty. On this date palm, on one side has the face of a man. And the face of a lion on the date palm on the other side. This is, this is the decoration all around in the house. The man represents the, the person who manages to, to tame, the, the, to, to, to utilize and utilize for good the resources that he has in order to make the date palm grow. And the kefir, the lion, represents the challenges of nature that a person has to contend with. And nature means animals, and it means the fields, and it means all of that that a person has to contend with. 
but he can make it. But if he does it right, he can grow a beautiful date palm and make something beautiful out of it. It also re- references all of the difficulties people we have to live with in this world, which can be represented by nature, but it could be represented by each other. It could be represented by illness. These are the challenges that we all have to live through and face. And if we face them well, then with through both, through the trial of difficulties represented by the kvir and the and the living up to those challenges represented by the face of the man, we can grow a beautiful date palm even in that type of environment. They were built, this decoration of the date palms went from the floor all the way to the top, both the cherub decorations and the palm decorations, asuyim, the kir ha'echol, and regarding the wall of the of the heichol, of the holy hallway of the holy portion of the temple, ha'echol mezuzas it had a four, squared four doorposts, ufnei ha'kodesh ha'mare kamare, and, and the front of the kodesh, the one facing the holy of holies, it had a an appearance of something, some, some kind of incredible appearance, which he doesn't describe yet what that appearance was. But he is describing what's in the room and what's facing the Holy of Holies, which is the next room. There's something there to see, but he's not describing it yet. Within the room, we said already, is the altar, which was made out of eights, wood, sholosh amos, gova, which was three amot high, arkushtayim amos, and it was two amot with umikso osoblo and it had corners, the archovikiros of eights, and it was built mostly out of wood. And the angel told me, This is the table before God. This is, as we know, the, the Mizbeach of Akhtoras, the uh, altar of incense. There were two doors that led into the, the Hechal and towards the Kodesh, which we are discussing now. There's the the doors had doors. Whether it means there's two levels of doors or it's some kind of folding door is unclear. There were two doors on one door and two doors on another door. It sounds like some sort of a folding door with two leaves. And on the doors, we also have the same decorations. The cherubs and the date palms. Just like they were decorating the walls that we described before. And then there was a thickness of wood which ran the, along the outside of the vestibule, the ulam, which led into the room that we're describing. And there were windows that were framed and closed. And again, the images of date palms on each side, al kisvotu ulam, on the sides of the vestibule, v'tzalot habayit, and on the side chambers that we discussed earlier in the chapter, v'ha'ubim, and on the lattice work of wood that we also described. This ends chapter 41. Uh, you can try to read it yourself and try to develop the images in your mind. I hope I conveyed to you the as we continue this mystical ascent towards closer and closer towards the Holy of Holies, which in this chapter was pointed out to him, this is where it is, and we were told that there's a mar'e kamare, an appearance like an appearance. But Yechezkel did not describe what exactly that appearance was, but something something astounding, some astounding vision of Kodesh HaKadoshim, of Holy of Holies, which presumably we are going to discuss as we continue in this ascent towards um, 
the closest possible union with God that a human being can have. Thank you so much for studying chapter 41 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 42 and the rest of this wonderful book of Ezekiel together.